Welcome to the Funky Cold Hoops Podcast, brought to you by Prism, the makers of the disputable take. Here is your host, Matthew Medina. Welcome to Funky Cold Hoops. This is the draft recap. I know it's a couple days later, but I wanted to let some things settle in and process. Um, Before I get started, let's do the introductions again. I'm your host, Matthew Medina. This is part of our Prism Network. This is our basketball-only podcast. Uh, right now, we've got a heavy focus on basketball. We just had the draft. We've got free agency coming up. Uh, so there's a lot going on. But today's episode, today's podcast is strictly just on the draft. Uh, I'm going to go over a couple teams that I like, winners, losers, um, and some teams that I like what they did, but then I also didn't like what they did at the same time. So um, we'll get in there, and then we're also going to talk why the Golden State Warriors are the Golden State Warriors again. But again, we'll get to that in just a moment. So I, let's let's start talking about the draft, 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 and some more draft here. I have a list of winners, and I have a list of losers. I'm not going to go into every single team here because, you know, I don't think you want to listen to two hours of me talking about um, every single individual team breaking it down. So overall, though, let's just take a look here. Winners, I have the Lakers, Kings, Warriors, Minnesota, the Suns, 76ers, Boston, uh, the Atlanta Magic and Charlotte Hornets. Losers. Now you're going to hear some repetition here. Kings, Boston, Bulls, Denver, Atlanta, and Orlando. And I had I had Boston as one or two. So you see some overlap there. So let's go ahead. Let's get started here. Um, I'm going to explain in further details why there are three teams that are listed in both sides here. But I want to talk with the teams, to, to, in, in my opinion, that secretly kind of truly won the draft. And I'm going to start off first with the Charlotte Hornets. Um... I like what they did the night before. They traded nothing to get a legit rim protector in Dwight Howard. Um, is he a luxury type player in the NBA? Offensively, yes, because he's, you know, give it to me in the post, back, dribble, 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 back down, back down. You know, the double team comes. But with him, he's never really been double teamed, except in the Cleveland series and in the Hawks series uh, back in 2010. Um, you know, He's still a legit rim protector. He still grabbed a bunch of rebounds last year. He, had a great, he still had a good year last year. Um, but, you know, centers need to be fed the ball. Or really good centers who think they're really good need to be fed the ball. So let's see what he does. I think he's on a team where he can kind of demand the ball. So we'll see how that works. Steve Clifford's a really good coach, knows how to maximize him. I like getting that move. I think it fits. What I really love... Um, is with the 11th pick and i think it's a seven to nine so i think there's six exceptional talents and they all went one through six i think there's three or four more talents right after them that could be superstars but should be really good so i'm looking like at nine nine player draft nine to ten player draft at a pick 11, they got one of the guys I think is going to be really good. I mean, they, Malik Monk fell to them. Um, there are some things that you can question. Like He's a little short for a two-guard. His arms aren't that long. Um, but, man, the guy can just shoot. He could just rake it. One thing I like to judge players on is, what are you going to be in the NBA, worst-case scenario? What's your floor? His floor is Lou Williams, Jamal Crawford, Six man off the bench, instant offense. Worst case scenario, efficient. Not J.R. Smith where he gets hot. 
I mean, like he's gonna he's gonna walk in the league, and after by year three, he'll be shooting 40, 42, 43 percent from three, from three, not from the field, from three. Um, that's literally his worst case scenario. I would be stunned if he if he's not that in the NBA. I don't know if he's gonna be an All Star, but there's listen, he's really he can shoot, man. I, he can shoot. I've seen it. Um, what I like is that he can shoot. He wants to shoot. And he wants to take and make big shots. Um, I think that does matter. Some people like don't look at it like, oh, the stats. There are intangibles. It's just that stuff matters. So if he was two inches taller, he may have been the number one pick. So to get him at the 11th pick, he literally just fell in your lap. You cannot complain that if you're Charlotte Hornets. <clears throat> um, I would be really stunned if he's on the league for 13, 15 years. Like I said, worst case scenario instant offense off the bench um his ceiling if you know if he reaches it although small gives charlotte a really nice backcourt with him and kemba walker and a nice up front and you know, a nice front court um this is the this is the guy this is like their eight nine guy rotation they can do for i always like to look at it what's your eight to nine man rotation because really in the playoffs that's really what it is so they have walker batum mkg marvin williams dwight frank comiskey Malik Monk, uh, Jeremy Lamb, and the Goodzeller brother. So, I like it. I mean, that's not... I don't know. They're not going to win the title, but, you know, they're going to be a good team, a good watch. If you're Charlotte, you should go and support them. That's a good team. That's a playoff team. Um, how, how I don't know how good they're going to be, but it's not. It's better than what they threw out last year. So, good for them. Um, secretly Golden State probably had the best draft and I'm not trying to be a homer or anything like that, but, um, they had no pick in the first or second round, but they still ended up with the player they wanted who they rated in the first round and they got him in the second round. And all I had to do was cough up three and a half million bucks. And he was actually my favorite non lottery, my favorite non lottery player, obviously lottery guys. Those, those are the real deals, but man, Jordan Bell, I watched him. He just, I watched him against, uh, Kansas and North Carolina in back-to-back games, man. He just dominated Kansas, dominated them. He, they couldn't get a shot. He was grabbing every rebound. Um, you know, he's – I like – I love Jordan Bell. I really do. I think he's a really good fit on Golden State. Um, he can't shoot, but that doesn't. that's not what you're drafting him for. You're drafting him for rim protection. Um, he's just a rebounding machine, defensive anchor. He, he, he just fits them perfectly, too. That's what's scary. Um, he says he loves – he's trying to model his game after Draymond. Guess who the Warriors put his locker next to him? Draymond Green. Um, it's going to be great. I think it's a great fit for them. He's, <clears throat> he's probably going to win a ring his first year. Um, smart teams are smart teams for a reason, by the way. You know, I watched his press conference. He – you know, with other, this is – just a harp on this little smart teams are smart. You know the other team that worked them out? The San Antonio Spurs. If those two teams are working somebody out, you may want to look into drafting those guys. Just saying. Um, I would love – I think I'm, I might get a, a Jordan Bell jersey just because I just – I think it's 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 a home run. All they do is cough up three and a half million bucks to the Bulls, who we're going to get to in a, later, in, in a little bit here because they, they had a rough night. And speaking of the, why they had a rough night, it's because they worked with my other clear winner. These are, again, these are clear. I loved everything. 
about what they did. So Minnesota somehow turned an injured player, the number seven pick, when there's six really elite talents, and a former lottery pick who probably had a terrible year, or who had a terrible year, into Jimmy Butler. Now, let's let's be honest about Jimmy Butler. He's not LeBron, KD, Steph, KD. He's not in that class. But he's in the class right under them. He is a top 15 player. And you get to pair him with Carl Anthony Towns, who's coming and going to be a top 15, top five, 10, top 5 player. Um, and Andrew Wiggins, who technically kind of hasn't sort of lived up to his billing. He was... He's a great scorer. He was supposed to be this great defender, but he's been terrible defensively, and he's great offensively. So, you know, but I don't, I don't know if he's the number man. That draft class, by the way, not as great as we all as they was predicted. The draft class after that one was actually better with the Zinger, um, Carl Anthony Towns, and um, Devin Booker. I said Booker for a reason. He's Puerto Rican, so uh, we claim him. Um, but sticking with Minnesota here, it's a great fit because they, they plug them at the two. They get a veteran. This is kind of what – when you're rebuilding, you want to get the pieces. And now Minnesota has the pieces. They got the number one, Carl Anthony Towns. They got the guy on the wing in uh, Andrew Wiggins. You want to get the veterans. Like, okay, how do we put these guys over the top? That's kind of what Jimmy Butler is. And I kind I hope they don't trade Ricky Ruby. Ricky Ruby has been underrated. Like, he can't shoot. Okay, move on. That's fine. We know that. But he can pass like nobody else in the league. It's just sublime. So, you know, it's very – I'm happy for Minnesota because they have a really good team. This is the first legit team they've had since the KG era. Um, Keep Rubio, somebody to pass to all these guys who want to take shots. And Jimmy Butler's a hard worker. He's a good dude. Um, brings a little swag. Physical intense you know you you gotta love jimmy butler you really do if you don't love jimmy butler something's wrong with you so it's, he's not lebron but i mean he's he's pretty damn good so congrats to the minnesota just the city good smart city um happy for them happy for tibbs because he was probably gonna go nuts again having to train these little kids how to win now he's got an alpha male with his little pups and they should be fun. They're an automatic league pass team. If you if you get like the five team package, they're an automatic lock. You have to get them just because they're going to be interesting. You got to see what Ricky Rubio does with, you know, Jimmy Butler and Andrew Wiggins and Carl Anthony Towns. Should be fun. Um, so you know, again, congrats to Tibbs for swindling his former team. And speaking of the Bulls, we're now going to lead to my big losers of the draft. Um, actually. Yeah, that's it. The Bulls are really my only team that I had that was a major loser. Um, I like there were some things I didn't I didn't like what Denver did, Atlanta, I didn't like what they did, but like the Bulls are were just they had a, a terrible draft night. Um they did that trade. This is their first real like kind of we've admitted we're rebuilding since Michael Jordan. Uh, I've been saying this for multiple years now. Once I, I heard a little nugget, I believe it was on Colin Cowherd's show back in when he was on ESPN. Um, they The Chicago Bulls are quietly one of the five worst franchises in the NBA. Take out the MJ era. What are they? Nothing. They have a terrible owner. He only cares about the White Sox. The White Sox go into luxury tax all the time, and he pays it because he doesn't care. He loves baseball. He, ref he really does not want to pay the luxury tax in the NBA. He owns the Bulls so he can get a profit off them. 
Um, they have a terrible front office with huge egos, and they're very difficult to work with. Now, I do hate the Bulls, so you could, if you want to take up the grain of salt, fine. But they they legit just have an owner who doesn't care. I mean, he wanted he lowballed Michael Jordan, Michael freaking Jeffrey Jordan. Okay, he lowballed Michael Jordan. Um, he had issues with with Phil Jackson. He had issues with Scottie Pippen. I mean, this is this is that owner. So um, they just have they have a terrible owner, and it's coming. It's starting to come out now, and it's starting to look. Like it's going to become a little bit more public. But I've been saying this for seven, ten, eight, seven, eight years now. They legit have one of the worst. They are one of the worst organizations in, in basketball. They've just been really lucky because they draft really well, and but they haven't lately. So that's why they're on this full rebuild. And the next team to be exposed, by the way, just as a little side note, is the OKC Thunder. You heard it from me first. So, also secretly, not a great organization. Um. But the Bulls are going to be terrible for a while now. This is going to be like a long rebuild. Um, Chris Dunn didn't do anything. Uh, Zach Levine, who I like, is coming off an ACL injury. He's an explosive player. Although he did figure out how to shoot. So even if he can't explode, at least he should be able to shoot. But they have nothing else. I don't like their draft pick, Mark Aiken. Um, I mean, it was just it was a bad. It was whatever. Until they have a new owner, they're never going to do anything. Um so I, I put the Bulls in the wrong spot. So sorry, my notes came up a little bad. So my last really huge winner there um, was the 76ers. Uh, they took the consensus first pick. They cashed in the third pick. And even though they gave up an asset, they don't really need more assets. They need players. They needed a point guard. They've needed a point guard for four years now. And fortunately for them, they passed on Moutier, who's been terrible. They've passed on Chris Dunn. They've passed on all these players who they probably should have took because they needed a point guard. And they waited and they got the real point guard. So, um, and I like what they, they, so here's what they did. They took the consensus first pick. They drafted a talented Euro to stash in a year or two. Or if he wants to come over, he can come over. And they got some good value in the second round. So Fultz is literally the player they have been needing for years. Um, they need, they've needed a guard who could shoot, who could dribble pass and shoot. And that sounds so simple, but that's not that common. There's, there's literally maybe there's only really two guys who can dribble, pass, and shoot. And when I mean dribble, I mean legit dribble. As Steph Curry and Kyrie Irving. Then there's, you know, your James Harden after them, but he's he's not nearly as good as those guys. Um and Steph Curry's kind of in a world by himself, but um but the 76ers finally got a point guard. And now they have if they can by the way, Joel Embiid has not been injured, I don't think. I really don't believe that. I believe the 76ers have been trying to sabotage and their seasons to get to this point. And it, it, you're going to look at it. It worked out. Um, it worked out because now they have Joel Embiid. They got the number one guy. They have wings in Dario Saric and Ben Simmons who can pass. And now you have the point guard who can shoot. And if you don't want Markel Fultz to dribble, Ben Simmons can. They have ball handlers too. So, like, they're they're getting everywhere. You know, they have, they have pieces everywhere. They're just, they have a good coach. I hope the stupid thing to do would be to fire Brent Brown. Good God, that would be so stupid if they fired him. But as long as they don't do that, they're an automatic league pass team. They're the second team, by the way. Automatic league pass team. You have to watch the feds. That's what they're calling themselves, the feds. Fultz and B, Dario and Simmons. They got guys who can pass. 
you know, big guys who can pass. I mean, Joel Embiid is still freaking crossovers at the three point line, step back three. What? At seven two. So awesome. Good for them. I have a dream scenario for the 76ers, which I'm going to talk about when I do the free agency podcast in a couple days. But man, it's not going to happen. But man, it would be awesome if it did. Um, so those were the teams with the clear winners, clear losers for me relative to where they were able to draft against who they drafted. So obviously I think the, the top six teams were all winners. They got the, the six talents. They got the six best talents in the league. However, there are some things I didn't like about some of them. I'm going to start with the Celtics. Now, full disclosure, I hate the Celtics, but I'm not trying to bash the Celtics. I just look at some things that happen, and I wonder, well, you couldn't have done anything there. So I actually I, I didn't like them trading t- t- uh, the first pick at first. I've been thinking about it, debating, inner monologues. You know, little Matt, other Matt and other Matt in my head are, have been talking. And I actually like it for them now. I actually like that they traded down. So they picked up another asset. And I think Jason Tatum is actually a better fit for them. They've needed some offensive punch. And yes, well, Markel Fultz is, you know, a great offensive player. Yes, but they already have a great point guard. They needed a wing who can score. They got Jason Tatum. And I think he's ready to start scoring 15 points a game in the league. Rookie season. I think he's ready to roll. He's polished. He's a dookie. He's really good. Knows high basketball IQ. Can pa- can he didn't get to show off his passing that much, but he can dribble. He can pass and shoot. Um, you know, I think he's exactly what they need. I think he actually plays really well with Jalen Brown too. Jalen Brown's a defensive three. Now you have you know Jason Tatum with the offensive three, and now you can put. We're getting to the point where it's positionless basketball, and you know just get guys who can play, who can pass, shoot, and defend. Um, and if they can get Gordon Hayward, now you have, and then if you can get Gordon Hayward and you can keep Jay Crowder and Avery Bradley, now you have, you know, five to six wing players who are big, can shoot, can defend. That's what you need to kind of beat the, just waves of bodies. So that's cool there. Um, legit finals contender. I don't think they're going to win it if they get there, but they, they could, if they get Gordon Hayward, I, I think they could beat Cleveland. I'm not saying they are, but I think they can. Um, I like Ojaleyi in the second round. A lot of people had him as a first round grade. Um, so that's good value there. I can't call him a clear winner though, because I think there's a missed opportunity there with Jimmy Butler. You're telling me that Avery Bradley next year's Brooklyn pick and your first round pick couldn't have gotten Jimmy Butler. That's a better package than, than what Minnesota gave. Minnesota gave you a broken player who's going to be a restricted free agent next year who you're going to have to pay. Um, I mean, if you're the Celtics, you ha- I would have given up next year's Brooklyn pick. I wouldn't have given up this year's. I would have took Jason Tatum. But I would have given up next year's pick. And if you're the Chicago Bulls, why wouldn't you have taken that? You're stupid. So maybe they're stupid and they didn't want that. So I shouldn't hold it against Boston. But I, from what I've read, the Boston just did not want to pull the trigger on trading any future picks to get – some guys. I mean, they were rumors about them getting Porzingis. They didn't want to pull any triggers. There. I mean, at some point in time, get a guy, get a dude. Um, if you could have traded for Butler, kept Tatum, and then signed Gordon Hayward, who the hell cares what the next drafts are going to look like? Next year's draft's not that good, anyways. It's supposed to be like three players deep. So let's be real, cash in that pick. But whatever. So that's why I have him as a winner and a loser. And if they could have gotten Butler, kept 
Sign Hayward, Kev Tatum, and Jalen Brown. Man, that's a tie. that's a team that can compete with Golden State, legitimately. Um, Sacramento is another team. I want to love everything they did. I really do. But trading the tenth pick for two other picks, even though I think um, Giles can be a steal, I really do because he was the consensus number one pick before his ACLs injuries, ease multiple injuries. So, um. You could have had Malik Monk. And I understand, well, you drafted, they, they took Buddy Heald. Okay. The league is going small and shooting base anyways. And you have Willie Cauley-Stein and Scalabossier up front. So it's okay if, you're, your front, if your backcourt's a little bit smaller. I just would have loved to have seen Malik get more shooting. It's not going to hurt you to have more shooting. And if you could have drafted the Kentucky backcourt and had these two guys who are already used to playing with each other play with each other again, you know, I get, I like Jackson. I think he's, you know, I think his floor is all right. He's a three and D guy who's going to hit one, three, two, one or two threes a game, and give us some decent defense. I think he's going to be a better. I think his floor is a better version of Andre Robertson. So there's some, you know, there's some value there, and and Giles can be a superstar if he if he's recovered. And I and I actually like it because they could put him in the D league. Hey, keep recovering, get better. Don't worry, we have time. We have patience. Don't worry about it. But man, Malik Monk was right there. They could have. I just, I, I would like that. You have him and De'Aaron Fox because the problem with De'Aaron Fox is that he can't shoot. So you need, an, you, you need to make up for that with an elite shooter. And even though Buddy Hill finished nice, I know Malik Monk is going to be an elite shooter because he was an elite shooter as a freshman. You know, it took Buddy Hill a while to become a really good shooter in college. Malik Monk is ready to be is a sh- is going to be awesome in the league. So I just I would have liked that. And I could be wrong though. I could be wrong because they could have it where um, Jackson becomes a great defensive player and hits you know three or four threes a game. Giles recovers and is awesome. De'Aaron Fox learns how to shoot, and Frank Mason becomes a great role player. Who I like that pick too, by the way. That could all happen. And they could fit very nicely with Buddy Hill, Labassier, and Kali Stein. And they do have the right coach. But man, it just if they could have had Malik Monk, I think that would have been better. Happy for the fans. They finally nailed the they finally did a good draft. Um, great for Vladi to finally have a great draft. Um, I like all their players. I like it's not that I don't hate their draft. I like their players, but man, just passing on Malik Monk may um may come back to bite them. I would love to be wrong though, because the Kings need to be good. It's been 17 years now; they need to be good because this is this is ridiculous. Um, let's take a look at the the rest of the top six. Lakers got their new face of the franchise in Lavar. <clears throat> I mean Lonzo Ball. Um, all joking aside, happy for the family. This is this obviously this just makes too much sense. Lonzo should be a Laker. He is a Laker. I love that they got rid of D'Angelo Russell. He's not a great shooter. You know, he shot 35 percent. He shot 40% from the field. He's not efficient. I don't know how good he's going to be. I really don't. I don't think he's going to be a great player. He's going to be like, an at worst, at best, maybe an average player, which is weird because I thought he was going to be really awesome. Um, but I could be wrong. But they dumped the Moskov contract. They're going to have tons of cap space next year. So good for them. Great move. He fits perfectly there. Lonzo Ball is going to be an immediate impact averaging i think he's going to average seven to nine assists a game it's all he wants to do is pass that's all he wants to do is pass and you know awesome another you may have to watch them 
and I'm definitely going to the arena when they come to town. You have to watch them when they come to town. Um, the Suns took ja- Josh Jackson, who everybody loves. A lot of people think he's the best player in the draft. Um, I think he gives them some some defense, some rebounding, some intensity. Um, if he can become a knockdown shooter, though, from three, watch out for the Suns. They have him. They've got Devin Booker. They've got um, TJ Warren. They have Eric Bledsoe. They haven't traded yet. But, I mean, rumors are they want to trade him out. I don't know why. I like him. He's on a cheap contract. Keep him. You know, you have a, a legit team there. So they have the makings and the semblance of a team. Um, they're not, they shouldn't be terrible next year. I don't know if they're going to make the playoffs because the West has a lot of good teams. Um, but they got wings. They got guards. I don't know about the coach. You know, get it together. But they should, they're going to be interesting to watch. At least worst case scenario, they're going to be interesting. Uh, finally, we come to the last team of the top six, the Magic. I actually really like Jonathan Isaac for them, not just because I'm a Florida State fan, but I think he and Gordon could potentially be really awesome together as at the four and the five, respectively. Um, Isaac can shoot, defend, rebound, switch everything, you know, switch everything. Everything you need in a modern, for, in a modern front court player to do, he does it. Um, yeah, he may need to be a little bit more aggressive, but, you know, he was on a Florida State team, and people have to understand the dynamics of college basketball. Um, it's very hard to do when you have seniors and upperclassmen, like it's very hard to start just demanding the ball. You could lead to like issues in the locker room. And so good on his part for not complaining, just saying, you know, letting the game come to him. He'll learn to be more aggressive. He's already said in his press conferences, he's going to learn to be more aggressive. So, um, you know, that's, I think he's a really great fit. Um, he needs to add 20 pounds. Okay. He's eight, 19 years old. Calm down. Um, that's fine. I think he can actually give Alfred Payne a pick-and-pop player to find the play with. Like, they wanted that with Channing Fry. The problem is Channing Fry can't play any defense. So you can't have him on the court. So I think now you have Jonathan Isaac at the five, and he can play. He can guard everybody one through five, and you can play him at the three. I mean, there's so much flexibility you can do with Jonathan Isaac that I love. Um, you know, he can guard the rim. He could become your rim protector. Aaron Gordon can do what Aaron Gordon does best. Just cover anybody. Just have him roam free. Play like almost like a free safety and just guard everybody, you know, sideline to sideline. He's almost like a middle linebacker. Um, I w- if I was the Magic, I would try to move Fournier or Bismack Biombo. Bad contracts. Um, some people are saying they should trade Vucevic or Terrence Ross. Those guys are only making $10 million a year and $11 million a year. I mean, with the modern contracts, the modern C- the, the new CBA contracts, those are steals. So I wouldn't really be quick to trade those guys, have them come off the bench. Sure. Um, you know, that's not the worst idea, having Vucevic score against second-unit defenses. You know, kind of like what Memf- what Milwaukee does with uh, Greg Monroe. That's not the end of the world. So um, the part I don't like, though, is trading out of the first round, trading away second-round picks. So I understand the new PBO, President of Basketball Operations, said they didn't want to go to camp with four rookies. Okay, I can kind of see that, but that doesn't make sense because this team is terrible. So obviously what you have is not going to work anyways. So why don't you bring in new blood? Um, they feel, this is what they said, the draft flattened out in terms of talent. So maybe, so I'm actually interpreting that as we actually like these players. We don't want to give them a first-round contract. 
okay, fine. You want to save some money. But trading that, trading some of those picks for like 20, 20 picks, that makes no sense. I mean, you're trying to, you're trying to be good now. You're trying to be, you know, figure stuff out. You're trying to get assets now. That's just bad asset allocation. Like they're super heavily protected. It's a dumb trade. Um, you know, they're, here's the problem. These were guys that kind of fell in the second round. Like they traded Ivan Robb. He was a lottery prospect last year. He came back to benefit his team and his team got better, but his numbers went down and you traded him to Memphis. And now it's like, wow, well, Memphis just, this is, again, this is why good teams are good teams. Memphis just got a, a lottery prospect in the second round on a cheap contract, just like they did with the, with the, um, the Harrison twin. They got the good one undrafted. Are you kidding me? Or second round, you know, Passing up on Jordan Bell. Um, the second round was low. There was a lot of good talent. This this is one of the best drafts in a while. Well, again, on paper, it's one of the best drafts in a while. Um, I mean, there's just guys that could have took. Um, these were guys in the second round who were taken would probably have been lottery picks in the Victor Oladipo draft. That's how bad that draft was. Um, this is just bad asset management. And, not, and to me, it's not procuring enough talent. Um, you have the G League team. They're going to start playing in Lakeland. You know, why don't you send those guys there? This is how you develop talent. This is how you accumulate talent. Draft them, put them on your G League team. You're watching them. You're monitoring them. And if they're good, bring them up. I mean, it's not hard, you know, and you don't want to draft these guys in the first round because you're trying to save money. Well, then don't complain. I don't want to hear any more complaints about, well, it's it's not competitive in the NBA because the Golden State Warriors. The Golden State Warriors bought a guy who should have been drafted in the first round for three and a half million bucks. They're going to pay him on a, a minimum contract for three years because the Bulls didn't want to pay him. The Bulls wanted to save money. You know, teams like the Magic don't want to pay these guys. Like, this is why you guys aren't winning teams. Winning teams make winning moves and spend money to make winning moves. So I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear teams complaining about you know, competitive balance, be smart, do better. Um, so I like Isaac. I really think he could, he has the potential to probably be the best, most unique player in this draft. You know, he's still growing. He's only 19. You know, he, he could be Kevin Durant just played center in the finals. Ladies and gentlemen, if you missed it, if he puts on 20 pounds, he can guard the rim. He could switch on everything. There's some really good videos on there. Great help, help defense, reading the play. Like, he reads the play really well. That's what I like. I think he has a good basketball IQ. He's not just he's an athletic freak. He has good IQ. He reads the play well. He knows when to come in for a weak side block. So I like that there. And it's going to be fun to finally have the team. They should be fun at least. Um, you know, you have a defensive potential uh, unique player with a defensive guru coach in Frank Vogel. So... Um, they should be fun to watch at least. I mean, it'd be really nice. I only went to two games last year, and one I went to the first game of the season where they stunk it up, and then two I went to the Celtics game just to hang out with my friend. Oh, I guess three. We would I went and saw. Who did I see? Milwaukee. Seventy Sixers. Yeah, we went and saw Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid didn't even play, did he? 
Yeah. I went to go watch Joel Embiid wasn't there, but my cousin wanted to go, so I took my cousin to the game. And it was quiet. And I was wearing my Warriors shirt. So there you go. But I'm, I'm not getting season tickets again because that's just ridiculous. Um, by the way, my Orlando City season, my Orlando City tickets renewal came in. Same price. Still 100 bucks cheaper to get two tickets with them compared to one ticket with the Magic. Mm, unbelievable. But I'm gonna, this, last year was the first time I hadn't gone to at least five games in a season. So um, it should be fun to watch as long as they do the right thing and play them at the center. You know, that should be fun. Um, so, anywho, thanks for listening. Um, please leave comments. Subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Podcast Addict. You can follow me on Instagram um, at Mateo8604. Appreciate all the support. Love any feedback you guys want to give. Um, love to gauge in sports conversations. Um, that way, if I have a sports conversation with somebody on Instagram, at least I know you're legitimately listening and following and subscribing all the time. So appreciate that. Um, we'll have a free agency podcast. I got to work on something like that. Hopefully I'll have it for you by this week or early next week because free agency does start. Technically, it does start July 1st. I might do it next t- or uh, next Tuesday. It's July 4th. I'll be off. We should have some deals by then. Nothing will be official because you gotta wait till July seventh to sign. But it'll be interesting. I might do a, I might do one. Yeah, I think I'll do one Saturday because I'm off. Uh, yeah, I'll do one Saturday and then I'll do one on. I might do an emergency depending on what happens on July fourth. Just keep you guys on your toes. So again, thanks for listening and as always, pod don't lie.